0: Hey gang, welcome to the Texture Lounge, episode number one. Today we have the lovely Deborah Cartwright on the line. First of all, thank you so much for being the first Texture Lounge muse. I can't tell you how excited I am about that. (laughs) I discovered you on Instagram, perhaps about... In 2015, so a good sort of two years ago now, I would say. I completely fell in love with the style of women that you were portraying in your watercolor um, illustrations. Thank you. And I think one of the main reasons was because of the hair. (laughs) Again, it it just draws back to this ethereal visual that really celebrated the modern-day woman with beautiful textured hair. Now, I bought three of your paintings on the spot. Oh. This was when I was back in London. Wow! Thank you. And I have to say that in preparation for this interview, I dug out the handwritten card that was part of the, the package. Yes. And I found it. And I have to read it to you. Wow, okay, yes. <laughs> it says, dear Tumi, thank you so much for your kind words. All the way in the UK, exclamation mark, question mark, <laughs> made my day. Can't wait to get back out there. Please enjoy my favorite illustrations, Red Dress, Pink in Paris, and Done. Love, Deb. And that was in February 2015. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Your brand at that time was Beginning Kisses, right?
1: Yeah, yep.
0: That was it. Okay, so and obviously you've now changed your brand now to your actual name being Deborah Cartwright. Yeah, I did before we get into the questions, just wanted to let everybody know, um, anyone that will be listening uh, into this podcast, a little synopsis about you. You are a phenomenal watercolor artist. You're known for your lifestyle and portrait work that celebrates the, the modern woman of color and the crown that is her textured hair. And you can go into that in more detail later. And your portfolio of clients include the likes of HBO, Insecure, McDonald's, Essence, and you were also recently featured on Forbes dot com during Black History Month, talking yeah. about the work that you did uh, with Twitter's Wall for a Cause mural series. Okay. So, briefly describe what you do in a sentence, deborah if you
1: can. In a sentence, I create the images that I want to see of um, the lifestyle that I aspire to have and aspire to embrace, like. I paint myself a lot and I paint, um, women in national hair and it's just because I, I guess the one sentence would be, I paint the life I want to have.
0: Got it. Awesome. Can you share with us your first memory of your earliest work?
1: Oh my goodness. As long as I can remember, I've been painting since I was maybe three. My, my mom was very into painting that anywhere we were and just started drawing something she was very uh influential and supportive and put me in watercolor classes at age seven and I've been I, I can't I, I think my first watercolor piece was a uh still life in oh, wow. age seven I remember that I was in a class with like all adults on a Saturday <laughs> I was in a class with like all older people and I was just I loved it and uh I just have very supportive
0: mom, so. One of the questions I was going to ask you was that, particularly in your early days, I know you're sort of, you know, doing a, a little bit, you're doing different types of work now, um, although still with the same running theme, you know, I would say that potentially your, your signature illustration was of this um, woman with this iconic, beautiful, natural hair. And my question to you was going to be, who is she and why does her hair play such a pivotal role in your, in your work? Well,
1: I um, was actually, to be completely honest, I was struggling with embracing my texture when I first started creating these illustrations of women. I worked in, I worked for magazines uh, since I got out of grad school, and I just saw most, and I worked in the advertising department of magazines, and most of the ads I was creating had long, straight hair. So I, had a problem with slapping most beautiful or get this beautiful look or sleek shiny hair on like ads and, and going home and being told to embrace my natural self. It just, there was a disconnect for me. And I realized I was influenced by the images I was working around. And I, if I wanted to change that, I needed to surround myself with images and it was different even like four years ago, it was different. Um, the, the exposure of of natural hair and I, I yeah I really believe your sense of a lot of your sense of self is taken from the images you see around you so mm. I would go home and start creating this woman with natural hair um living this life that was hairy and fun and right. and fashionable and beautiful
0: right we love her we absolutely love her <laughs> thank you so Can you tell us about the moment or that moment when you discovered that you could be successful through your watercolor illustrations? When did that happen?
1: It was more of a journey. And I, it's been remarkable how whenever I'm, I'm like, about to, it it gets hard sometimes. It's It's a hard career. You have to be creative yet be a business person you have to create new material but also you know get your next gig and do material for someone else so it's it's difficult and there have been times where i've wanted to give up but i feel like i'm on the right path It's whenever that time comes something comes up a a new project comes up so i think that's why i've been able to go more confident i get more confident as more projects come in um but there was never a moment mm. where I'm like, I can do this or it, it, it hasn't been something I've sought out. It's been more it's been very organic. And um, I'm very lucky for that, I think.
0: So I understand that you're collaborating with HBO, um, the HBO show Insecure. Can you tell us more about that partnership?
1: Well, I did it for the first season. Um, I'm not sure if I'm doing it for second season, but hopefully I am. Um, We're having fun season. Um, Yeah, there was someone on the team, Team Epiphany, that does the advertising for Insecure, and they contacted me, and they wanted to do a social media campaign that's really boosting um, Insecure. And this is before I even knew anything about it. This was last summer before the hype started, and... Um, they were like, there's this show coming out, there's Issa Rae, and I I actually know, I, a lot of people I know know Issa Rae, so I was like, wow, she's, she has a show coming out, that's awesome. <laughs> like I, She's in like right. a circle that I know um, through people, and I was like, of course I'd love to work with a show that she's on, not knowing how big it would get at all. At all. I had no idea. <laughs> and uh, They're like, all right, well, we're just going to sign a contract, send you the, we're going to send you the first season and uh, we just need illustrations of every, we need illustrations from every episode. And I said, okay, cool. So I sat down and I watched the season one Saturday and I was like, wow, this is so dope. But I just signed a contract that I can't share it with anybody. So I couldn't watch it with anybody. I see. so I was just kind of sitting there with myself, like, this is cool, dope show that I can't <laughs> talk about, but it's coming, guys. Um, and I just had to, like, watch it over and over and over so that I could get, you know, this illustration done. And anyway, so I had to immerse myself by myself um, to create them. It was fun, but you just want to share things like that. And I couldn't. Yeah, I such couldn't. such
0: a great show. And you watched it all on a Saturday? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, well, that was the first run. I was like, let me get a gist for, I mean, I I probably watched every episode like three or four times because I was seeing which theme to paint. And then I would go back and be like, okay, which Russian do I want to paint? And yeah. So I probably watched every episode a bunch, but I did a quick run through and, um, yeah, I just watched it all together. It's was funny. Uh, and so when people were like, "Oh, I can't wait till next week," or I can't, and I was like, oh, yeah, I don't know." It just it was very weird for me to have already seen it and and um, trying to just keep quiet. It was hard, but it was fun. <laughs> great show! It's a great show.
0: Yeah, it is totally. So, mm-hmm. how much of the work you do now is for yourself versus commissioned through brand collaborations?
1: Can you um, give us a sense? I would say, I would say, hopefully I would say 50-50. I think it is. Mm. I think it is 50-50 right now. Um, I I do, yeah, I do a good amount for brands right now, which I do enjoy. Well, mainly because I enjoy marketing. So, Uh. or advertising. And I was in that world um, for so long. So it's like, and I, it's not like I didn't enjoy my graphic design m- marketing. I just had a problem with what we were marketing. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. So I, I, I love collaborations. They're like just getting my own stance on, on how people are perceiving something is really fun for me.
0: And are there days when you just do not feel like being creative?
1: Oh, for sure. A lot of days I don't feel like being creative. But thankfully... And I'm running my own business and everything. That's when I'm not creative. That's a numbers and workout day. <laughs> like there's always something to do. So when I'm not creative, I'm like, all right, well, let me go through my books. Let me go through, you know, my contracts. Let me get all the stuff that I don't want to do when I feel like being creative. Let me go do that. And it's like mm-hmm. when you are creative, that's like to me. That's like that's really rare. Is when I'm feeling like let me just create all day and, and um, most of the time I look at it like a job. Right. But, and I have to get these things done for, for collaborations and things. But when I have a creative like spark and I, I just have to, I drop everything. I've missed like brunches. I've missed dinners. I've missed because I'm like, I, I got it. I'm ready to create right now and I can't lose this. Right. So, yeah, so when that hits, I'm like... But that's, that's rare. I think it's more rare for me to get a creative hit than it is for me to just um, not feel creative. I don't feel creative a lot.
0: <laughs> and so apart from, like... Apart from like you know uh, you just mentioned when you're not feeling creative you kind of do some admin you go through your contracts et etc yes, But can you yes. share some best practices that kind of help motivate you so rather than doing admin stuff is there something that you go to, to to pick you up
1: oh yeah, I'm really motivated by social issues so um, and social awareness and and being I guess now it's being woke but I was a history major so I like that stuff and I'll go and read articles. I'll go read, um, I'll I'll watch watch CNN. It's very uh, weird the way that I get my motivation, but um, I am very interested in history. I'll I'll watch, like, historical documentaries a lot. I love historical documentaries. So those are ways that I get my, I, I go to the other side of my brain a little bit, and then it brings me back, and there's a spark. I don't get it but when I say I'm not creative doesn't mean I don't practice so right. yes I know that every single day I need to do something with my paint so that I don't lose my skill because if I'm not if I don't paint for like four days um I can tell mm. for three days even I can tell and it takes me a while to get back to where I was so
0: interesting
1: I feel like every single day I need to paint something even if I'm just looking at a picture in a magazine and and I want to copy it got it um
0: just keep my skills up that's that's a really good tip it's like even though you are a professional at what you do and an expert in what you do by not practicing either a little something every day or not leaving it too long before you do the next piece it does have an effect on your work and the quality of work. So that's that's a really good tip to give to the Texture Lounge uh, followers. It,
1: yeah, it definitely. It, just because you're not creative doesn't mean you can't practice. Exactly.
0: Sure. Okay, so we live in this world where there are so many creatives and people who are becoming entrepreneurs, which I totally, you know, am a fan of. What would you say is the trick to staying inspired and keeping things fresh?
1: Not comparing yourself, mm. um, I think is a really big thing because everybody's really t- uh delving into their own creativity. Um, I feel like it's hard to be like, you know, I'm not as good as this person, or I don't, you know, or I need to be just like this person. And I, I feel like in the creative sphere, there's nothing wrong with borrowing from people you admire. right? Um, but kind of, and by borrowing, I mean like giving credit. Um, yes. There was a lot of times in my in the beginning of my practice where I copied uh, illustrators that I absolutely loved and I would tag them and I would be like, this is a uh, copy of so-and-so. This is this so-and-so. I love her work. Like I would tag them because this is who I'm learning from. right? And I don't feel like yeah, I, I, I don't feel like, uh, getting inspiration from other people is a bad thing, but there's a, there's a point where you can feel inadequate because you're looking too much at what someone else is doing. So you just have to like, always go back to center yourself and, and know your base and like why you're doing that. I feel like at least for me, I always have to go back and be like, what, what is the point of what I'm doing? And when I go back to that, um, which sometimes I completely forget why I'm doing it. So I have to <laughs> take myself back and, and then my work becomes much better once I know who I am and what I'm doing.
0: But yes, um, yeah. So borrow, but give credit.
1: Borrow, but give credit. Yeah, and give yourself space from social media um, and don't compare yourself. Yeah, don't compare yourself.
0: So look, Deborah, I've got to ask you, collaborations who is on your collaboration wish list right now if you could pick anyone any brand any person individual who would you love to work with right now and why
1: uh i think this would be an easy guess which is so basic
0: but salon okay For sure. okay yeah and why it's obvious but tell tell us why
1: Here's <laughs> i like, um because I think she's embodying what, um, has been the, uh, how do I say, kind of different black person. I feel like growing up, we always had this perception of what is black and the, those of us that didn't fit in that didn't feel that we were black, but we had to realize And I don't think we realize that there's so many of us out there that didn't feel like we fit um, fit in the role of being Black, that it it creates a whole movement in social media when we can connect. And there's a whole group of other Black people that are still Black, you're just othered. And I I feel like even growing up, you know, you knew Solange, but you knew she was like, like, you know, Beyonce's little sister, what is she doing? That's, you know, that's not black, that's weird, <laughs> weird. And then you're trying, you're kind of like running from yourself and saying that, especially as a creative yes. black person. Um, and I think part coming full, I think she accepted herself more before all of us. Accepted it, obviously, and mm-hmm. that's great. And and to see that is is uh, inspirational. Not you know, and yeah, I feel like this whole movement. I feel like these groups around that have have followed suit. Um, she's also drawing from her her inspirations for her videos for her art that she uses is from artists that I've followed for, like at least 10 years and she's using them in main and mainstream. I can't believe she's like mainstream now, but she's using them in mainstream and it's, it's great. It's her acceptance of her push of black art is um, really amazing. And m- her and like Melina, Melina I'd love to work with too. She's the yep. director Insecure, like um, the way she uses color is, is the way that I I like to emulate in my
0: work so yeah. so those two Melina so, and yeah. Solange I have to say I absolutely adore Solange and I have done for a number of years now I just absolutely love the way that she just owns her she owns her space she doesn't care yeah you know she's not trying definitely. to follow anyone she's not trying to be her sister she's definitely not trying to do that and uh, you know, she's, she's the most quirkiest of individuals. Uh, she's stunning. Uh, she's, she's a chameleon in her style, her hair, her, her video, her art, her artistry. Absolutely love her. So Definitely. Uh, we are aligned there. So like most creatives, our creations are like our babies. Do you have any favorites among your collection of work?
1: Yes, I have one with the Confederate flag. Okay, that's my favorite, and I'm never selling it. <laughs> it's one where this woman is burning the Confederate flag, and yeah, it's like a fashion girl. It's on my Instagram somewhere. Okay. she's a fashion girl, but she's she's burning my burning the Confederate flag. Anyway, yeah, I'm never selling that one. That's my favorite, and so it's hanging like above my bed. No,
0: but yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you give the Texture Lounge listeners and readers a sneak peek into either an upcoming project that you're working on um, or you're going to work on or something that you're working on now that we can anticipate from you, that you can share?
1: Uh, I did the Essence Girls. So they'll be coming out Ooh. in the next three weeks. They're new.
0: Nice. New Essence
1: Girls. So they'll be coming out in the next couple of weeks. And hopefully I'm working with... Um, doing, I'm like finalizing contracts on working with them, working with Essence um, at the festival to do like
0: at the festival. some awesome. dinner,
1: dinner, like, I don't know, something like that. But but the girls I'm really excited about, because they'll be like on billboards and they have names this year and they have a story. They're like little Barbies. They're
0: so cute. Cute. Anyway. <laughs> cute. Because you, you did work with Essence before. You've done girls for them maybe a few years ago now. I forget which year. Yeah.
1: Right? Yeah. Actually, I did them in 2015. And uh-huh. uh, 2016, they used them again, which I was like, it's the same girls. Oh. Really? Yeah. Um, so this year, they're like, we want some new girls. And I was like, good. That's gotcha. good. That's good. But yeah, I used to work at Essence um, when I first got out of school.
0: So Oh, you did? Okay. That's home.
1: Yeah, it's like home for me, It's essence.
0: Yeah. What did you do specifically with Essence then?
1: I was, was working, actually, I was working a lot on Essence uh, Music Festival. I was um, working in the advertising graphic design department. Got so it. I was, I was a designer. Designer.
0: Gotcha. Now you're mm-hmm. doing your own thing. Love yeah.
1: That. Yeah. But I, I mean, they're great to me. I contract with them a lot. So it's like they're really good to me.
0: Yeah. They are a great team. Yeah. Great team. I've worked with them, um, myself, former and um, They've always been a pleasure to work with. Yeah. So what do you do to unwind? Oh, I work out. I, what else do, I, but I do that to keep
1: my sanity more than relaxed. Um, <laughs> what
0: do I do to
1: relax? Hmm. i of think. I keep
0: to relax. To be honest, it's weird. Interesting. Not
1: paint for, yeah, not paint for people, but paint Paint to get outside. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that people are actually shocked when they come to my apartment. There's a lot of stuff I've never posted. I just have. And it was for me, but not for anybody else. And um, I remember when I had a gallery show, like, I brought, he he was like, we need 30 pieces. When I brought him, like, eight. And I was like, I don't have 30 pieces and he's like, "Well, can I come to your studio?" and I was like, "Uh, <laughs> yes." And so he came and he like literally pulled out like 80 pieces. He's like, "How oh, do you not have God. 30?" <laughs> um, I'm just really really critical, but because the, the times when I sit down and just paint for myself relaxing, I don't consider them pieces. I'm just but he mm-hmm. did. So, so um yeah,
0: I do do it. I do do that to relax, and I have a glass of wine. And you can probably tell in my work, and I love wine. So, well, like you already know, I have the portrait that you um, that you illustrated called "Done," which is that image of yes. the <laughs> lady flat out on a couch or a bed with a with a glass of wine. I love it. It's framed. It's yeah. in my bedroom. I love it. <laughs> One yes, of my favorites. It's
1: very me. I did that like after work one day where I was just like I am so over this and I just (sighs) yeah that was like right after work when I was working I was like nine fuck at night I was like this is terrible this is where I want to be so that's funny
0: (laughs) I think we Mm -hmm. all have those nights you all have those nights when we come back from work and we're like over it I am done give me a glass of wine
1: that was very like legit like I was just like See, that's why I need real world experiences, especially for inspiration. Yeah. You got to go out and yeah. live so that so you can true. come back like, OK, <laughs> this is this is how I'm feeling. I got to express this really quick.
0: Yeah. All right. So let's turn back the hands of time. OK, so if you could wipe the slate clean and start all over again, what is the one thing that you would change?
1: one thing I would change would be I would have now see it's hard because I say that all the time but I would have gone straight to art school instead of going because I went to like a traditional undergrad and majored in art history and studio
0: Right,
1: and I was like I didn't do anything with that because in grad school I went the graphic design school, and then I went straight into working for magazines. So I would say I would go straight to art school. But I feel okay. like my practice um, is so much. I feel like my, my undergraduate liberal education, liberal arts education, gave me this basis of including history and social issues into my work. Mm-hmm. But I don't know yeah. if I would have had had I gone directly to art school. I could have, but I feel like having to sit in that space and write papers and talk about things was beneficial to where I am now. Um, I would have said I would gone straight into illustration, but I feel like the, my illustration inspiration came from working in magazines all those years. Right. So I'm really not sure I would do anything. Everything happens for reason, right? Everything
0: does happen for a reason. No, you're absolutely right. Absolutely right. But if you yeah. could go back and talk to your, if you could go back and talk to your younger self, oh, if you had the opportunity, yes. what would you say to young Debs?
1: <laughs> I would say you can make a career as an artist. So stop. So do not go to school for law. <laughs> mm. Do not waste you your go. first two years in law classes. Um, oh my
0: gosh. You Yeah. Did
1: that? So- I did that. I was a, I was a free law student. Um, I didn't that? know any artists. I didn't know art to be a career. I didn't know. I didn't, I didn't know anybody. My, my dad's an accountant. My mom's a doctor. They didn't know either. They're mm-hmm. like, well, you can always, even though my mom's super supportive, she was just like, you can always paint on the side, you know, like it was like, you can be, you can be a lawyer so that you have money to support yourself to paint. And I'm like, uh. yeah, I can do that. So that was the goal. And I, like, interned at law offices. Yeah. Anyway, if I had gone back, I wouldn't have wasted money on that. And I would have told myself I can have the exact life that I want. Um,
0: you know, I have I to that. say that I, I love that hearing that because I can mm-hmm. empathize with that. I grew up in a family where, you know, being a doctor would be nice or a lawyer or an engineer. But my passion yeah. was actually music. And there was no one in my family, you know, or generations above that understood that music could be a career. And, um, you know, I actually ended up going down the path of, you know, wanting to be a doctor and then wanting to be a dentist and then wanting to be. Uh, an optician or an optometrist, even, and then realize that I'm I'm not doing this because I really want to. I'm doing it to to please my family. I I want to do music. So, long uh-huh. story short, is I actually ended up um, going to university to study music technology, and then I did a masters in music business management, and then ended up at L'Oreal. <laughs> oh my god. Um, so random, but however, I did miss a bit. So I did work at Universal Music for about four to five years before uh, moving over to, to L'Oreal. But like you say, everything happens for a reason. It everything really
1: happens for a reason. And yeah, I was I pre law. I still, I'm still a little different than normal artists, I think, because I'm so into contracts. Like I've read so many like art law books and I like... yeah and it's good. It's like, I peruse my, like I'm my aunt's a lawyer. So I get her to like review everything and we discuss everything and I'm like, Well what's this clause mean? But what are we do? Like, Yeah. Anyway. So the, that happened for a reason too. Awesome. <laughs> so, um, I, I think everything happens the way it's supposed to, which is kind of weird and scary. Cause you definitely don't think that, but, um, I was art history because I was, and even when I graduated, I'm like, "Well, I can still go to law school with art history, you know." And mm. um, I was going to take a year off to from undergrad to law, see what I wanted to do. And thank God for girlfriends because they were <laughs> like, "You cannot go to law school. You need to go to school for magazine layouts. That's all you did in undergrad." And I was like, "That's a school. Is there a school for that." <laughs> yeah, so. And then my friend handed me an application to, par- to Parsons and, in the story, yes. So um, friends, friends led me where I needed to go.
0: What does success look like to you? Success looks like to
1: me, I can paint whatever I want um, and live a comfortable life. I, I'm not, you know, facing a of money, I, I'm extremely simple, like, I don't, I hate shopping, I hate, I live a very simple life, and, and I, I love that, and I want to be able to just dedicate all of my time into creating whatever I want, and yeah, that's a successful description for me, being able to create all day, and just uh, get paid for it, maintain my
0: lifestyle. <laughs> now, what would you say was your highest high of your career so far? Um,
1: I loved being at the Essence House last year. Okay. Um, I would walk around and because and, I was live painting at uh, for Beauty Box, Essence Beauty Box, and when I was yep. walking around and I was exhausted, and I was carrying all my stuff because I was it was hard. It was hard work, let me tell you. But it was so worth it. And just being stopped at Essence Fest, that was crazy yeah. to me. Like being stopped and recognized and people are like, can I get a picture with you? And I'm like, for what? Aww. Anyway, um, yeah, that was crazy. So that was a high. Just just uh, being, talking to people who really like my work in person
0: yeah.
1: was definitely high.
0: And your lowest low? Oh, whew. there's some. I would say last fall, right
1: after *Insecure*. To be honest, um, I didn't know what path I wanted to go in uh, with my work. I didn't feel inspired, and yeah, it just wasn't. And, I, and I, I had lost, like, one of my, I, I do graphic design on the side, and I would lost one of my uh, steady income gigs. And oh, I was like, gotcha. what, how, was, the security wasn't there anymore, so I'm falling completely on my illustration. And I was like, I don't know how this is going to work. I'm really scared. And... Mm. I wasn't inspired to create. I just felt like everything just fell apart. And then I got another job. <laughs> yeah. So, but, but it was, it was really like a month there. It was like a month where mm. I was, you know, just kind of freaking out about my, not that I didn't have savings or anything, but I was freaking out like, how did I think this was going to work? Like, right. why and was I so different? And yeah. Why was I so dependent on that? Why did that job hurt me so much? I shouldn't be afraid just because I lost that one job. Like it was, it, it was like, how did I set myself up this way? But it worked out. I, I, something came, and that's why I was like, it's all been like kind of luck and magic, and I don't know. Some, somebody's looking out for me.
0: So, I'm lucky. What advice can you give the world of aspiring artists out there who are starting out in their careers, looking for that all important break?
1: I don't think you can look for it i mean i i think this is controversial like opinion and I, I think actually mm-hmm. had this conversation with a business friend of mine yesterday who was like yeah you could look it." This is me you gotta push yourself in front of people and yeah i was like i personally think like i i'm um i gravitate for art that feels organic from the person and Feels like it's from the person's heart, and it has the concepts behind it that the person believes in, and it's not necessarily being pushed in my face. I, but it's there. But it's. I would just say to share your. Don't be afraid to share your work every single day. Um, and we can do that on social media. Mm-hmm. We can do that on on everything now. Like we have so, yeah. so many tools. So. Share it, um, but in terms of your big break, I, I just know the best things come to me when I'm not looking for them. When I'm just focusing on my work, that's when the best uh deals come to me. But yeah,
0: good, fair enough. Mhm. Fair enough. So share your work and use yeah. social media as a tool to do that. Yes. Yeah. Mhm. So for, for all those women and men out there who have got textured hair that doubt their place in their world because of what they look like or their uniqueness, what message do you want to give them today?
1: I want to tell them that they are, obviously tell them they're beautiful, but we're forming our own mold and, and of what's acceptable, what's original, what's beautiful. I feel like the community for acceptance for natural hair is so big and so inspiring and so much fun that it would be a disservice to yourself to not jump on. Like, I feel like it's, it's, it's to be authentic, authentically yourself, it's so clingy. So don't
0: conform and, and do whatever you want. What is the legacy that you want to leave in this world? Like, when all is said and done, what is the stamp that you want to to make sure everyone leaves with? I
1: want people to have to question things, to question the images that they see and what they're taking in and how it's um, contributing or not contributing to their self-image.
0: Okay, so look... We're now at the Cool Blast Round. So this is where I'm going to ask you a series of questions. Okay. And you're going to fire back your answers as quickly as possible. Keep them short. So one word or one phrase. Okay. And uh, I think it should be a little bit of fun. Okay, cool. Name someone who inspired or inspires you and that you are dying to meet, apart from Solange. One Gatsby Mutu. What was your dream job as a child? Animator. What are the top three items you could not work without?
1: A mechanical pencil. A paintbrush. A black paintbrush. And my Windsor Newton Watercolors.
0: What do you want to see more of in this world? Acceptance. And what do you want to see less of? Pretension. Name a piece of technology you could not live without.
1: My Wacom tablet.
0: And name your favorite hair product.
1: Herbal Essences,
0: Hello Hydration. Favorite makeup product? L'Oreal True Match, W7. Oh, True Match. Okay, got it. What is the best way for our listeners to keep up with what you're doing? My Instagram,
1: Deborah Cartwright.
0: And where can they shop your work? My
1: Etsy. There's a link on my page.
0: Final question. Finish this sentence. If in doubt, if in doubt, Do it. <laughs> if in doubt, do it. Deborah, thank you so much for sharing yourself with the Texture now. and for being our very first muse. Super excited. You've been such a ray of sunshine.